folks, we're back. And it is Wednesday. That's right, folks. It's Back to Christ Wednesday. And as we have to do here at WYB, certainly on the Kim Wade Show, we want to remind you, to exhort you, to encourage you, that it's Back to Christ Wednesday. Formerly Back to Church Wednesday, but the church, in too many instances, folded during the COVID crisis, forgot that uh, Christ did, in fact, came and he healed all those diseases, including COVID, which was yet unnamed at the time of his uh, uh, death, burial, and resurrection, but covered nonetheless. And many of the ministries decided, you know what? Christ got a few slow pays on his credit with me. Uh, and the government's got cash here. I think I'm going to take the cash. Jesus, you understand. I got bills to pay. So we here at WYB just tell people go straight to the source. No longer do you need the middleman. And you should have been doing this from the get go on your own. You need to have that personal relationship. You can't say, I serve the God that Bishop serves. <laughs> no, no, don't work like that. Folks, I'm going to encourage you. Let's go back to the altar, bow our hearts, lift up our hands, and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Won't you come and, and do just that? Our nation's in need of men and women's style of faith who won't be tossed to and fro by every doctrine and wind that comes along, but know that the ancient landmarks imparted to them by people who at great sacrifice told them about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You can depend on what they told you. You can't depend on what anybody else is telling you. You need to know God for yourself. When the storms of life get the beating on your, on your door, you can't depend on mama's prayers. You can't depend on daddy's prayers. You got to know Christ for yourself. And that starts happening really right at the back end of your 30s, early 40s. Some of you are there. Some of you done passed through there. But wherever you are, you can go back to where you first believed. So, so won't you come and bow your hearts, lift up your hands, and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Won't you come? That song just, I mean, boy, he hit a lick when he wrote those songs, when, when he wrote those words, I should say. Andre Crouch. Folks, we have Bishop Robert E. Smith on the line with us. Before we get to, to the bishop, I need to just touch on some uh, uh, the show yesterday regarding uh, uh, 
the abuse that Laurice was subjected to by、uh, a couple of the callers, Thomas and Rod. Here's the reason why I did not cut them off. Because I have been pointing out to you that what you heard out of Rod's mouth and what you heard out of Thomas's mouth and what you hear out of so many people who vote Democrat. And yes, I know one of the callers said, Kim, you're always making it that issue. No, the Democrat is foul. The Democrat Party is foul, evil, and is of demonic origin. I'm not backing down, I'm not backing up. It's not going to change. But I wanted you to hear it out their own mouth. These folks lack moral structure in their life. They have not been、uh, exposed to it or they've rejected it once they have been exposed to it. I call them the sons of Jesse, the sons of Jesse Jackson. Jesse, who I believe was clearly implicated and involved in the death of Dr. King, was placed in charge of all the Negroes in this nation through the intelligence agencies of this country. His sole job was to remove the spiritual underpinnings of, this, of, of the civil rights movement. Because they couldn't fade the force that was behind Dr. King. So they had to kill him. And they installed one Jesse Jesus Jackson. Actually, his middle name is Aaron. Fittingly, Aaron. And his job was to remove the spiritual underpinnings from the civil rights movement. And he did it one degree at a time since the death of Dr. King. And now the civil rights movement, the black community, is for all intent purposes pointing due south. We're on a rocket straight to hell. And Thomas and Rod was representative of the black heart that has become、uh, so common among so many blacks. If you notice, they are no different than the rappers out here shooting one another. They're no different than the gangbangers. You, you heard them say they wanted her dead. It's a spirit. I wanted you to hear it again for, with your own ears. You can go, type, go on YouTube at any, at any given moment. There's black people with, I mean, it's not just disagreement. It ain't like they can't just disagree with Sylvia. They want her dead. They want me dead. They want anyone who has a righteous bent to them or the bent of their life is towards righteousness. They want them dead. These people are nothing but the rooks and pines of the, one of the most evil empires Satan has assembled to date. And they think that because of their blackness, because our people were once slaves, That we're somehow immune from the moral rigors that sustained us down through all the darkest time in our history. Thou art a fool. These black Amorites will soon get their just due for their unrepentant heart. With no further ado, let's go to the man of the hour, all the way from Little Rock, Arkansas, via the telephone lines here.、Uh, Total Outreach for Christ Ministry. You can find that on Facebook and also Total Outreach for Christ Ministry. Is it com or org? Is it bishop? Dot com. Dot com. Folks, with no further ado, Bishop Robert E. Smith, how you doing, sir? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm quite near beside myself. I'm doing so well. <laughs> well, you're blessed, that means. That's <laughs> what that means. Able to talk with you today. Yeah, it's good to talk with you. You've got a, a lot to impart, we prayerfully、uh, believe,、uh, to us today. Tell us,、uh, bless us with your word. What is on your heart? What has the Lord gave you to deliver to, to this audience this time? Well, my burden is to let people know that everything that's going on today was written in the scriptures、um, thousands of years ago. 
the prophets spoke of uh, protecting the, the nation as eagles flying, talking about planes, mm-hmm. and, and with chariots, with lanterns, speaking of the automobile, and making an image of the beast so that the, the image can both speak. And Revelation 13, talk about uh, artificial intelligence. And also in the book of Revelation, speaks in, speaking of a uh, fourth of the world's population taken out in a certain period of time and and then doing the the last part of the Great Tribulation, the six, last six months, uh, there would be a total of about a third of the world's population taken out. So with a fourth at one time and a third at another time, those days would uh, has to be shortened lest there be no flesh saved. So the plagues are going on and they're, they're going to get worse. And we're wanting to get people in a position where they can deal effectively with everything that's going on, not be partakers of the plagues, not walk around in fear, uh, not being intimidated, um, having a working knowledge of the scriptures, which is, I call, um, the central vitamins. <laughs> the central so vitamins. That, um, yeah, central vitamins for the whole man. I wrote a little booklet, about a 15-page booklet, on four major vitamins. As you read them, you believe them, and they will help you uh, overcome all of the environmental uh, hazards, all the plagues, all the viruses. If we take those vitamins on a daily basis, um, we're in our second printing of those now. They're going like hotcakes. So... That's the bottom line is making people aware of what's needed so that we don't get caught in the ignorant ring and be taken out. As the scripture says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. We don't want to be in that lineup. Well, 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 Bishop, have you adjusted that booklet uh, for the COVID? Uh, Oh, yeah. Has it? Has it passed muster with Dr. Fauci and the others who say that you're passing out misinformation? Well, Fauci is a um, um, member on three levels of um, the organizations that don't believe God, the Humanist Manifesto Three. One, two, and three. He's a part of all of it. He's a godless person. I wouldn't believe uh, anything that came out of his mouth. And I think God's people are deceived to even believe whatever he might say. Or not only the CDC, but the World Health Organization, the who, or and the what. (laughs) So, no, it doesn't pass their specifications. Is hot from the press. Is a divine word from the Creator. Um, like even in the Old Testament, in the Book of Proverbs, chapter four, there's a um, the central vitamin package right there. My son, attend to my word and incline your ear to my saying. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. 
for they, the word, are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. The word health in the Hebrew is medicine. God's word is medicine. Um, so, no, we, we, are, we are totally out of the vein of even desiring any approval from the world, the wisdom of man, and science fosters, so-called, as Paul called it. Folks, we're talking with Bishop Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Ministry.com. You can check him out on the web and also on Facebook. Uh, we're talking today about the response to the COVID. Uh, Bishop, it looks like the, the so-called cure for this so-called virus is worse than the virus itself. Uh, what, what would you, what are your thoughts on the continuation? I mean, there are still folks who are adhering to the COVID protocol, and we do understand that people who had previous respiratory illnesses should be guarded as they would be in any uh, uh, situation because they do have a compromised respiratory or immune system. But for those who are just fearful and afraid, what would you say? Well, um, there is, we put out a little threefold track on overcoming the enemies of our faith. And um, we talk about sin, ignorance, doubt, and unbelief as internal inherent fears. Then we talk about the fear that comes in the form of a spirit called the spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. And people who are tormented by the spirit of fear that God did not give, by the way, Paul said to his son Timothy, for God have not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So anyone that's walking around in fear, they don't have a sound mind. They're not, they're not making good decisions, and they're tormented. And those that are walking around in fear, I'm talking about Christians primarily. Mm-hmm. Walking around in fear, we fall into the same category as a Job, who said with his own mouth, the thing that I was afraid of, has come to me, and the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. So fear, like faith, is a magnet. It draws the thing that a person is afraid of. So fear is of the devil. Paul said to Timothy, God had not given us that spirit of fear. And anyone that fear, number one, the Apostle John says, is not made perfect in love. So people are walking around not in the love of God, suffering from the spirit of fear, becoming a magnet to whatever the environmental challenges might be. But Job is a whole lot worse. He lost everything in one day, all of his ten children, all of his cattle, and um, sheep and everything just in one day because of fear. Hmm. Fear is an indictment, and we have to pay the price for walking in fear. And in many cases, that can be up to death. Folks, we're talking with Bishop Robert E. Smith. Our number is 601-879-0002. What we're going to do is take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Wednesday, back to Christ Wednesday. On the line with us is our uh, beloved friend from Little Rock, Arkansas, Bishop Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Ministries.com. We're coming to you live from the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. Before we get back with the bishop, uh, 
Attorney Mike Palm would ask the question of you. Hey, you're a good person. You hit some rough spots financially and you need some relief. You can't sleep at night.、Uh, here's an opportunity for you to get the counseling you need.、Uh, there are answers and solutions to the bankruptcy courts. That's right. A chapter 7 or 13 could very well be something that Mike Palm could help you with. That's right. His consultation can give you the questions, give you the answers to the questions you have, and no more sleepless nights. To get some relief. You can just go to jacksonmsbankruptcy.com. That's jacksonmsbankruptcy.com and uh, contact uh, Attorney Pond through that portal, and he'll get back with you, set up on a time for you to come in and get you the relief you need. Folks, don't be embarrassed, don't be ashamed. Get the information you need to make intelligent decisions. That's MS, jacksonmsbankruptcy.com. Attorney Michael Pond. All right, with no further ado, we're back with Bishop Robert E. Smith. Bishop, you know. From, from my standpoint, people to me now, this is just me from my vantage point on, the, on life's totem pole. So many people act like, and even people who, are, who have been in the Word for years and years, and they act like we ain't going to ever have to face Christ. That, you know,、uh, like, I don't know, I guess the COVID money got people convinced that we're going to live forever and we're going to have some、uh, economic flow under us. Is it just me, or are you seeing anything similar? Well, We, we got caught with our pants or diapers, I should say, down.、Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been around the ministry and in the ministry the majority of my life. My dad was、uh, an evangelist, and I traveled with him from two years old going forward. And、um, so I, I, I've been around preachers quite a long time, and I'm getting close to. Next birthday, I'll be 77. So I, I've been around、uh, pastors, evangelists, prophets,、um, and those who consider themselves a part of the, the pastoral, Doma Gift, Fivefold type ministries.、Mm-hmm. And this is what has happened, Brother Kim. We've been discovered to have been preaching the truth. That we don't believe ourselves.、Mm. Now, there's a verse of scripture in the book of Hebrews, and I'm going to read that verse because it's profound, and this is the condition of the church today. It says、um, in chapter 4 of Hebrews,、um, I'm reading from verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Now, that just says the word has been going forth, but folk have not been believing it. The preachers have been preaching it. But they don't believe what they preach themselves. So here comes the challenge. This COVID thing, or whatever you want to call it,、uh, pandemic, pandemic, I just, I, I won't use the word that comes to my mind. But、uh, the people of God are full of unbelief. And what happens is we overexpose ourselves by doing things. That we don't have the faith to do.、Hmm. The scripture said, That which is not of faith 
is sin. So we've had a lot of sinning preachers, sinning pastors, sinning teachers. You say, well, people have been getting born again. Well, that's the easiest thing to experience, the new birth. The scripture says quite plainly in Romans 10, what says that the word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So when a person preaches the word of faith, the word of faith lands into the heart and minds of the hearer, the heart and the mouth. All they have to do is believe what, put, what was put in the heart and say what was put in the mouth. For with the mouth, the scripture says, confession is made unto salvation along with the fact with the heart man believes unto salvation or unto righteousness. So God can get some things done using a crooked stick to be the straight path. But I don't want to be that kind of a stick. I don't want to be crooked in my my preaching, not believing what I preach myself. If I'm preaching healing, where's my health? Mm. If I'm preaching deliverance, where's my freedom? If I'm preaching that God will supply all my need, why am I begging? So that's one of the big dilemmas. Now, what has happened is because so many believers that are not believing what ought to be believed, preaching what they don't believe themselves, here comes along a little virus, and it challenges the pastors to change their occupation. Mm. From Get this, from being a hope dispenser to being a dope dispenser, mm. turning pastors into facilitators for the pharmaceutical industry, and they get paid for doing so. Now, that's called a sellout. Mm. So pastors who have opened up their facilities for people to come in and mutilate their bodies with this spike protein that puts into the genome the kind of messenger, mRNA, messing with the DNA the, uh, uh, of humanity to change us from being straight humans, even though those that are born again, we're super humans from the inside out. But just the regular person, DNA, um, deoxyribonucleic acid, when we take those injections, they send a messenger in there to manipulate the genetics to get down to the DNA so that you can go back and get boosters, and every time you get a booster, something else is introduced called nanotechnology, mm-hmm. which in it itself becomes uh, a means of communicating and being communicated with through artificial intelligence. And the scripture is just, just clear about this whole thing, that man's knowledge will reach its apex. The number of man is six, and the number of the apex of man's wisdom is 666. And so through artificial intelligence that's already out there and operating in the genome of humanity is going to cause people to go from human to transhumanism. 
and we'll, I say we, they will be able to talk to their computers with their brains, won't even have to use their fingers anymore, and be programmed as well as program the computers, be programmed by some foreign entity. So this is how the Antichrist is going to have control over the masses. <coughs> but, but, and they're already working that in China already with but, the uh, social credit system. But Bishop, but uh, Bishop, and, Bishop, yes. why? I mean, it's there in the, the very scriptures that, that they've been preaching to us, telling us about all these years, and yet they can't embrace it flat-footed and speak as you're speaking. Not that they had to be Bishop Robert E. Smith, but me of simple faith, I look in there and say, dude, this is pretty clear. I'm not going with these folks. I can't trust Fauci. I can't trust the medical establishment. I can't trust anyone who would do this to me and then have the government back them, back them up with guns under penalty of death and loss of life and loss of uh, way of life. Then I'm saying, okay, well, this is my assignment. I'm, I'm supposed to die here. I, I just don't understand the the crumbling of the faith. I mean, you know, I, I know everybody wants to lie in that casket like Billy Graham at the a lifetime of service. And, you know, you get your laurels and you die peacefully in your sleep. But it looks like some of us are going to take it like the early Christians going to take it or took it. Well, uh, the overcomer's confession includes with it the words it says, um, I overcome him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony, and I love not my life unto death. My body is for the Lord, and the Lord is for my body. Amen. So people who are overcomers, they already know that this is not cheap grace. The cost of discipleship is that you pick up your cross and you follow Christ. And Christ went to the cross. But in the meantime, we're to be overcomers in our thought life, our communications, our actions. We're fighting the good fight of faith. We're laying hold on eternal life. Uh, we're dealing with principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. We're, we're overcoming. And we're not leaving here until God says, come on up here. Well, come up hither. Until such time, we're not concerned. We're not afraid of the guns. We're not afraid of the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines, uh, uh, the Army, the Coast Guards, the FBI, the CIA, Homeland Security. We're, look, we're not afraid. Um, the Scripture says, the fear of man is a snare to the soul. Mm. So anytime we were afraid of man, our souls are in trouble. That is, we are emotionally disturbed. We are mentally disturbed. We come under stress. We come under the penalty of hypertension, end up in strokes and heart attacks, aneurysm, uh, then work our way into Alzheimer's and um, dementia. So, folks, uh, excuse me, Bishop, we're going to uh -huh. take a break. We're talking with Bishop Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Ministry. He's on Facebook, Robert, Bishop Robert E. Smith, Smith on uh, Facebook. And here's the thing. 
the opposition, the evil that we are facing that is arrayed against us, they believe more in the God that we say we believe in because they don't want us to worship that God and they're doing everything they can. And yet we doubt that very God that we say that we believe in. Bishop, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Folks, we're back. It's uh, live here, coming from the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. And you know, we're coming to the end of the year, and you're looking for good ground to sow into. Certainly, we're talking uh, with Bishop Robert E. Smith. Uh, Total Outreach for Christ for Ministry is one of those good grounds you can sow into. Uh, 30 years, he does not do the 501c3 thing. He is just, he's walking in faith and been doing it over three plus decades or more. And uh, so if you're looking for good ground to sow into, check out his website, Total Outreach for Christ Ministry. See all the things that they're involved in. He's just not up here just saying what he's saying here today. He is involved in uh, daily living the holy walk with his Lord and Savior. And he encourages others to do it, and he tries to set the example. Check it out. You can see for yourself. But there's also, I want to tell you about Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge down in Georgetown, Mississippi. As you know, they touch men's lives, men who have decided they're going to repent. They hit the bottom. They hit the wall. Uh, they no longer can engage in a lifestyle of addiction, whether it be drugs, alcohol, or whatever has them bound. And they have a, a, a course that has been tried and true, the gospel of Jesus Christ, a 14-month program which men are immersed in the word, men who have decided to change their lives, and they have a 75% plus success rate amongst their graduating class and they graduate students once every month, once every two months. There's always somebody going through the system. And we just encourage you, if you want to sow into good ground, Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge is that. You can check them out on the web, mercyhouseatc.org, mercyhouseatc.org, and on Facebook. And you can find out the various ways, whether it's through the gift shop, uh, the um, uh, used car program where you donate a car and they'll repurpose it and put it out there for sale for someone who's trying to get back on their feet. Or the thrift store down there in Byram that has a need for gently used items, clothing, uh, household items, etc. It's the circle of life and you can be involved. In it. And if you want, you can become a monthly uh, donor. $21 a month will ensure that there's a location when someone darkens your church door and says, Pastor, I need help with my addiction. You'll have a place to send them to. $21 a month. So we just ask that you uh, have your benevolence committee look into sowing into this on a regular basis. So, again, you can change lives and have a light on for someone who needs it. MercyHouseATC.org. With no further ado, Bishop Robert E. Smith. Bishop, I'm sorry. If you remember where you left off, go ahead on because I forgot. No. Mm -hmm. yeah, we were on a fast track. Mm -hmm. um, well, <laughs> but one of the things that um, we as believers need to do is get back to uh, how we are to function as the church, the body of Christ. One of the things that is very clear, the scripture says that we should consider one another to provoke unto, unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. In other words, shutting down, closing the doors is a violation of New Testament order. Even the world, as you said, Brother Kim, it seemed like they believe more 
uh, what they believed and the church believed what we ought to be believing. Mm-hmm. They believe in herd immunity, but God told us about community immunity. When we get together, he says, where two or three are gathered, I will be there in the midst, declaring my name and singing amongst the brethren. So the enemy duped the church to shut down because some governments say shut down, but there were a few people who said, no, we're not shutting down. The scripture says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Well, we're doing it virtual. No, there's no such thing as virtual church in the scriptures. Uh, Paul said it like this. Uh, I'll just read it right out of the scripture. He says, um, for, uh, it says, what thanks can we give to God again for you? For all the joy with we joy for your sakes before our God, night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face, not Facebook, mm-hmm. and make, get this, and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. That's in First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse number uh, 10. Now, when the church buildings shut down, we lost immunity. And when when we open back up, we open back under the auspices of the arm of the flesh, literally, arm of the flesh. And the scripture says, cursed is he to make flesh his arm, literally. Mm-hmm. So... Now you're having um, the people of God turn the temple of God over to the arm of the flesh. When we got born again, what happened to us that we didn't realize, but it happened nevertheless, God himself bought our bodies out from under us. He says in the scriptures, uh, your body is the temple for the Holy Spirit. He says, Ye are not your own. You are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body and your spirit, which belong to God. So our bodies are not even ours any longer. Once we get born again, we can't do anything we just want to do with our bodies. Our bodies uh, consist of God's habitation, his building, his... um, I would say his new address. He moved in. Well, let me ask now you. he lives in the inner man, the hidden man of the heart. Bishop, um, Bishop. He regenerated us. He reor- reorganized our spirit to give us divine intuitive knowledge. He arranged the furniture in our spirit so he could live there and be comfortable at his new address. But when we turn our bodies over to science, then we're saying our bodies, we we can do anything we want to do with it. He said, now, if you defile the temple, that's in First Corinthians chapter 3. In other words, if you defile the temple, if you inoculate and put nanotechnology, if you go from human to humanism, uh, transhumanism, then he said, I will destroy it. So a whole lot of God's people are falling dead. Well, They're it- dying and people are afraid to talk about the reason. 
And even when they say it's COVID, they don't say that they took the jab. They got the boosters. God is not playing with his body. We are the body of Christ. Folks, we're talking with Bishop Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Ministries.com. And here's the thing, Bishop uh, people are dropping dead from having taken the vaccine. They're trying to sweep it up under the rug as to why these people are dropping dead. But I heard a pastor give a message here. Somebody sent it to me on YouTube, and he was pointing out the fact that the temple, that their temple, that the Bible talks about will be destroyed is the very temple that you just described, our bodies, and is being destroyed by this mRNA uh, vaccine, which is trying to cut out the God gene, if you will, in our system. Anything that God is basically the instruction booklet in our genes is being cut out by this mRNA and being inserted in by all this man-made stuff. Uh, it, it seems pretty clear. To, I mean, I mean, it doesn't seem like you have to go through 10 years at, 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 at uh, uh, Rama to figure this out. I don't know. No, um, as I shared with um, another program earlier today, that you can read the Bible all day long. You can read it every day. But there are certain things in the scriptures that goes beyond information. Mm -hmm. Say, for instance, in... in <laughs> In Ephesians chapter 3, the apostle, he writes, he says, If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God given me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words. Now, there's a difference between information and revelation. We've been reading the Bible too long, gleaning and downloading to our intellect, when in reality we need a revelation in our spirit. And our spirit lives in our hearts. Bishop, I want our you... minds live in our brain. I need you to hold that thought. And we have been... I need you to hold this thought. We'll be right back. Sorry about that. People don't know what to do because they don't have a revealing. It, right. It's not an uh -huh. eyes of the understanding right. being enlightened okay. in order to know the hope, the expectation that God has on our lives. So our job is to share the word in such a way that is no longer a mystery. That word mystery in the Greek is the word secret. Who we really are is a secret. The world doesn't know who we are. And sad to say, the church, by and large, don't know who we are. If we did, we would act in accordance. The scripture says in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, the government would be upon his shoulder, talking about the shoulder of Christ. The shoulder of Christ <coughs> represents his body which means that the government ought to be resting on our shoulder rather than we resting on the shoulder of the government. Hmm. But if we don't have a revelation of what it means to be a new creation, we'll be in frustration through the limitations of our intellect because we've been worshiping at the shrine of our minds too long and haven't been worshiping at the throne of God. So we don't know, so we can't do. So our job is to turn that around. 
to preach, to teach, and to demonstrate. In other words, if I'm not living what I'm preaching, stop preaching. Mm-hmm. Only preach what you can prove. And I tell preachers, if you're going to disagree with me, come where I live. Stay with me for two or three days and let me come where you live. Let me live with you for two or three days so I can see what you're saying, not just hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a matter of life and death for all of the people of God. And, and, and that's what I'm screaming. And I know from my uh, pampers that I wear spiritually that all I can say is this doesn't look right, doesn't appear right from the limited word that I have in me. And I ain't trying to hi-hat, but brother, you know how kids can just, just see things? They can just see it clearly? This I'm saying, bro, we got too many people professing the word, too many people working on our problems, so many, too many sociologists and all these other counselors, et cetera, to have the problems to the degree that we have them. They're, and then they're not getting any better. This is a fruit issue, bro. Well, the old saying, you can tell the doctrine by the fruited bear. So I want to know what you believe. Then I want to know why you believe it. Then I want to know what difference does it make. Mm. So if it's not making a difference in your life, you've got to find out why you believe what you believe as well as what it is that you do believe. That's the bottom line. Does it make a difference in your life experience? Now, for these past two and a half, three years, or however however long it's been going on, we refuse to shut down. We meet a minimum of six days a week. We've been doing that for uh, this coming May will be for 42 years straight, nonstop, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. in the morning, prayer meeting and the Word of God going forward. And um, uh, we don't social distance. Now, people come in if they want to wear a mask, <clears throat> come on with the mask. But you won't be there too long before you take it off. Hold because on. Because you're going to discover that that's doing you more harm than... Uh, hold that thought right there. Hold, hold that right thought. Hold that. All right, folks, we're back. Bishop Robert E. Smith is on the line with us. Bishop, we got about a minute, then we can pick up on the other side over there. Bishop, when we come back from the break, I want you... I mean. Everybody's jumping up and down about the political victories that have happened in the month of November and then down there in Georgia today. Uh, do we have cause to be happy? And I want you don't have to answer right now. I want you to because we got about a thirty second before we go to another break, the top of the hour break. But what do you see in this nation? What should we be doing, regardless of color? Because I know you don't do color; you do the word. What What should we be listening to? What should we, I mean? We shouldn't have to be getting ready to be ready for the word and what's coming down the pike. But I want you to just, just weigh in on that. What should we be doing as a people? What what should ministers be imparting to their congregation? What strengthening, spine-strengthening measures or whatever? So that's what I want to uh, lay before you at this point. And then we can get back to the COVID because all this is tied together. All this is the uh, handiwork of Satan. He's got his fingerprints all over it, which is to separate us from our Lord, to separate us from the word. That's written in our hearts, in my view. Bishop Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Check him out on Facebook. Check him out on the web. We'll be right back.
Yes, we're back, and it is Wednesday. Back to Christ Wednesday. We're honored to have Bishop Robert E. Smith on the line with us, Total Outreach for Christ Ministries dot、uh, com, and also on Facebook. Folks, I want to remind you, our good friend down there in Richland, Mississippi, Tom. Tom's Fried Pies. That's right, folks. You're looking for some of the best pies known to mankind? You need to stop by there. You're coming down Highway 49 South. You get to Richland. You see Kroger's there on your right. All right, right there at that red light where Walgreens, right across the street there, is Tom's Fried Pies. And their new location, great location. Folks, if you're headed down South 49, you're headed home, you need to get you some pies. Get you several. I've warned you. You heard uh, uh, Jerry calling the other day. He stopped and got one pie. Folks, you don't want domestic violence in the parking lot because when you get back in the car and you're nibbling on that pie because you're trying to make it last and the crumbs, you're picking them off your chest, and your spouse who said they didn't want a pie now wants a bite of your pie. So they ain't going to take no little small bite. They're going to take one of those big Pac Man bites. Leave a big old hole in your pie, and now you're upset. Get several pies. You'll, be, you, you, you'll thank me later. So, they have meat pies, fried pies, they have、uh, taco pies, beef pies, they have fruit pies. The pies are delicious. When I talk about them, I want to get some, but I got, I got to watch my, uh, my, uh, my number. So, I try to do things judiciously, but I still enjoy them, as you should. Tom's Fried Pies, Highway 49 South in Richland, right across from the Walgreens. With no further ado, we come to you live from the Mack Hike of Flowwood Studios. Bishop Robert E. Smith. Bishop, before we went to the break, Uh, everybody seems to think we're making progress because、uh, Democrats are having a run of the table. Of course, we, we all know who want to know that it's voter fraud, but that's another, that's another show. What are we to make? Are we making progress in this country? Are we safe? Are we out of the woods because we now have Joe Biden at the、uh, helm of this、uh, rocket ship? And what should we be doing as, as saints and saints wannabes and pastors and, you know, the church? Well, I, I don't want to be more radical than I need to be. <laughs> but、uh, the church, the believers must get back to daily prayer meetings because we don't have the type of government that gives security to the populace.、Um, China is controlling the White House.、Um, Russia is outdoing the White House. Iran is no longer afraid of the White House. North Korea is no longer afraid of the White House.、Um, and、um, the, the markets are no longer intimidated by the dollar.、Hmm. I mean, if we're looking at the facts,、um, it's even been concluded that. The military is not ready for any major conflict at all. It's been compromised. So we don't have a White House that's respected. We don't have a military that's battle ready.、Um, and then the church is wobbling. So what we need to do now is get together with the faithful few, faithful few. And do like they did in the book of Acts. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking the bread, and in prayers. Get back to prayer gathering. Yeah, I understand. You get on the phone and you pray. You do the best you can in that way. But nothing beats presence power. 
you got to be in one another's face to download the grace. Mm. Mm. In prayer. That's one of the things that um, have kept us overcoming throughout all these um, uh, attacks upon the church, the body of Christ, our prayer meetings. Now, you have prayer there meetings. People, yeah. How, how often do you have prayer meetings, Bishop? Well, every Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. But there are people that are there at 5 a.m. and 5.30. And then others come at 6. And we're there to about 7, 7.15 every day. People are coming through on the way to work. There are people who stay there. I mean, you'll have um, sometimes 40, 50 people there on their knees praying. Uh, and this this is a staple for the believers. We have a, a sign-up in our fellowship that prayer is, in one of its operations, is a disinfectant. It is a uh, it's a power that deals with con- contagions of evil. Um, it deals with the environment. Uh, prayer really it does better than Lysol. Mm. It, it does it does better than any other kind of uh, sanitizer. Prayer does it. People that are, the scripture says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So we can get some people in every morning, Monday through Friday. We've been doing it for almost 42 years nonstop in Little Rock. Uh, no matter how cold or hot, the inclemency of weather doesn't matter. We, we never have not had a 6 a.m. prayer meeting in almost 42 years, Monday through Friday. Mm. That's our staple. I say if you pray, you will stay. If you fast, you will last. It's a must with us. So what we should be doing is praying that God will protect this nation, protect the states, protect the cities, protect the communities. Um, God is negotiating with us now, like Abraham was negotiating with the Lord back in the day. You can find 50, I'll spare Sodom and Gomorrah. You mean tell me 50 righteous people can spare a bunch of homosexuals, lesbians, bestiality participants? You mean 50 saved righteous people? No. If you can find 10, all the rest of them get a pass. That's where the saints need to be, on their knees, in prayer, to protect the community, protect the city, the, 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 the county, the state the nation. If prayer is not in place, nobody is protected anywhere in the whole cotton-picking world. Mm. Folks, we're talking with Bishop Robert E. Smith, TotalReachForChristMinistries.com on Facebook and on the web. Uh, Bishop, when I sit back and uh, I I don't know the man's heart, uh, Senator Warnock down there in Georgia, but he certainly has put his signature and name on everything the Democrat Party, and I was uh, reading up on the Amorites. Man, those folks, they got wiped off the pages of history for uh, doing some of the very same things we find ourselves doing today. And I, I'm i terrified. I mean, I'm terrified of, of the fact that there's so many people who aren't terrified of 
the gravity of the word that has been revealed, they act like it's not going to come to pass. And I'm saying, you, it's like being on a boat and these folks saying, well, we can drill holes on our end of the boat. Wait a minute. I ain't for this. Well, I tell people before they go vote, let's put the person aside and look at the platform they're standing on. Read the platform. There is, look at this, there is not one informed Christian, informed in terms of the polity, politics, platforms, the government. There's not one informed Christian that votes Democrat. Not one. And even you got, even though you have a good platform where Republicans are on, you got to go from there to vet the candidate himself because he may be standing on the platform, but he's a hypocrite. She's a hypocrite. So you have to vet them. And the only way that you can vet people is through discerning of the 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 heart. Hebrews says the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing apart of sunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart. So we have to discern what's coming out of a person's mouth, whether it's good or evil, regardless of the platform that they stand on. So just because a person is a preacher, as a matter of fact, preachers are the worst, uh, the worst of the worst. Mm. And I say that because I know preachers better mm. than I know adding, subtracting, and multiplication and dividing. Mm. Preachers are the worst. And down there in Georgia, unfortunately, they they elected a person that is a charlatan. He, he he is he is not a preacher of Christ at all. Mm. He's a straight out hypocrite, and I would debate him to his face, and he wouldn't last five minutes. And um, it might be a riot. Mm. But the saints do not have the discernment that's necessary uh, to deal with government and politics nowadays. Mm. Mm. Well, as I said before, uh, the moral structure is gone. Uh, we, I mean, people don't even know that they don't know. And that's what is astounding to me when I interact with some of uh, the listeners that I text back and forth with is that, I'm shocked at the fact that you don't even know what you're saying is wrong. Given all that you that you quote. Again, I ain't trying to hi hat. Look, grace, you know, I'm going to be looking for grace when I'm on that great getting up morning. But at the end of the day, I just can't believe that they don't even know that what they're saying is wrong scripturally. And they quoting scripture to me. Well, um, the scripture says. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And the Apostle Paul, in writing to the church at Corinth, he's saying there are those in the ministry who handle the word of God deceitfully. Mm-hmm. And it takes mercy. Now, I'm reading from Second Corinthians chapter 4. He said, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, 
not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending, get this, ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. So the preacher, he has to do more than preach the word. He has to commend his conscience to every man in the sight of God. In other words, you have to examine the conscience of the preacher that's doing the preaching. Mm. Are you really living right yourself, or are you preaching to live right, but you're not living right? Mm. Do you have faith? Are you preaching faith, but do you really have faith yourself? And this is the responsibility of every pastor. The pastor has to do just like Paul said, Commend not get this, commend ourselves to every man's conscience. And in my conscience I have to know that this man is preaching to me, is not only telling me the truth, but he's in the truth he ministers. Mm. And if that's not the case, then he doesn't have life in what he says. And you can tell he doesn't have life because his wife don't believe half of what he says. Mm. And his children don't believe what he says. They can't wait to leave that home. They can't wait to get out there and act the fool. So um, there it is. It's a matter of good a good conscience. It's a matter of preaching the truth and being in the truth that we preach. Jesus himself said it, Brother Wade. Um, I sanctify myself. This is what Christ says. I sanctify myself for their sake, that they also may be sanctified through the truth. Here's the way, the truth, and the life, walking amongst the people, saying he had to sanctify himself, or otherwise he would be a truth obstructor himself, being the truth, but obstruct people from benefiting from the truth. So I tell folk, look, uh, don't just talk it. Let me see you walk it. And if you're not walking it, don't talk it. It's not helping anybody. Folks, we're talking with Bishop Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Ministry.com. He comes to Jackson uh, several times a year, and I will announce next time he's in town if you want to come and visit with him while he's here. Uh, he, he, he brings it unvarnished, and uh, he's not doing a Dale Carnegie version of the, of the word. Uh, it's going to draw or drive you one way or the other, and uh, he doesn't suffer fools. He's not going to argue with you and debate with you, but he will deliver the word as it's been delivered unto him. This is my whole thing is God didn't expect for us. He doesn't intend for us to be living the way we're living folks, particularly my people. Yeah. You got a victory on yesterday, but what have you won? What have you even asked for? What are you do? Do you know where you're going to? Lord have mercy. We're talking with Bishop Robert E. Smith, total outreach for Christ ministries.com. We're going to take a break more of the Bishop when we come back. All right, folks, we're back coming to you live from the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Want to remind you tonight at Railroad Pizza in downtown Florida, Mississippi, it's spaghetti night. That's right, folks, spaghetti and the garlic bread that you love so much and some of the fine beverages. As you know, Chef Meredith is over there cooking up the good deals. And tomorrow they have the special. Only the chef knows. You won't know until tomorrow. Check the Facebook page and you'll find exactly What's on the menu? So check out uh, Railroad Pizza in downtown Florida, Mississippi. As you know, they do have pizza. That's their mainstay. 
But they also have items on the menu for everybody else in the family who don't want pizza that night. So this is your opportunity to get some skeddy before you go to church service this evening. You can go to Railroad Pizza in downtown Florida or call ahead and have your uh, order ready by calling 601-879-7700. All right, back to Bishop. Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Ministries.com. Bishop, are you, the things that you're saying, you know, in today's environment, people just think that you're asking too much. Uh, you know, God only had one religion, obey me. And uh, that seems to be a tall order now because, you know, we got our religion that we that we basically do on our own because that's what humans do. Yeah, you're asking a lot of the people, brother. Well, Jesus asked <laughs> more than I could uh, anticipate asking. Uh, remember when Jesus came preaching, he said, you know, it is said an eye for an eye, two for two, burning for burning, hand for hand, and all that. Then he goes on to say, but I say unto you, if someone smites you on one side of your cheek, turn the other and let him smack you there too. And if they sue you for your shirt and your coat's in the way, give them the coat along with the shirt. If they want you to go a mile, you wouldn't go two miles. So what Jesus was asking he was asking for the impossible. And what he was later saying is that you have to die because what I want you to do is absolutely impossible to do. I must do it in you and through you. Mm. So when people say, well, I don't think God expects us to do that. If he were here, he would be wearing a mask and, oh, he would be social distancing, and he would he, care for the He people. would take the virus. I mean, he would take the vaccine, I've heard some say. Yeah, that's ignorance on steroids. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was around people with leprosy. Uh, he was uh, people who died, and he raised them from the dead. Uh, Jesus would do the same thing today that he did yesterday, and he's going to do the same thing he did yesterday, today, will be doing it tomorrow. So, and then, get this, he said, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you don't have any part with me, no life in you. And many were offended and refused to walk with him any longer. And then he said to the other disciples, will you go too? Peter said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. So, when people talk about what is and what's not, find out how they're living. And they didn't say, where can we go? They say, to whom can we go? Hmm. Because it's a matter of <coughs> not only telling the truth, but being in the truth that we tell. Jesus said, the words I speak, they are spirit and wow. they are life. When we speak, we must be in what is spoken. Haggai one thirteen. Then spoke Haggai, the Lord's messenger, in the Lord's message. We gotta be in the message we minister. Wow. Otherwise the message will go to the brain and leave it lame. But we gotta be in the message to stir up the inner man. And it goes on in Haggai to say the spirit of the rubber the rubber boat and the uh, remnant of the people was stirred up and they went to work in the house of the Lord. When we are in the truth that we speak, 
people will be stirred in the inner man, the hidden man, the power man, the regenerated man, the germinated man, the new creation, the Lord himself mingled with our spirit. We'll be motivated, elevated, and cannot be eliminated. So let's be sure we're listening and looking at what we're hearing. Mm. Now, Bishop, I got a text from someone who heard you mention Senator Warnock, and they point out the fact that uh, you have to separate his politics from his turned-around collar, his vocation. He is there as a politician and not as a preacher. Well, uh, this, the Scripture, let it be plain, he says, If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it with the ability which God gives. So he cannot separate his ministry from politics. They didn't do it uh, when, when the disciples were in place. We can't do it now. Um, so... No, I wrote this book on the theology of politics. And people pimped themselves and prostitute themselves to government. So it's just the porch porch boy calling himself a minister in politics, but he's just the porch boy. He's still with a slave mentality. He has to be true to the Christ that's living on the inside of him. So when Christ the King comes, let me give even a better example. David. David was a politician. King David. He was a politician. He was a king. But he had to be calibrated to make sure that he would not leave his relationship and fellowship with God behind. He had to take righteousness to the throne. The scripture says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So a person who governs must govern in righteousness. The scripture says when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. The reason why the people in the United States are mourning now because they have a bunch of unrighteous people there because they're trying to separate what they think they are as ministers from what they want to be as politicians. There's no separation. Get this, there's no separation between church and state when it comes to morality, when it comes to principles that you put in place to practice called policies. So anybody that's I'll use the, brother, the the guy down in, in Georgia. He's signing off on abortion. He's signing off on same-sex marriage and saying he's separating that from the ministry. That's insanity. Sound? That's not that's not ministry. That's insanity. That sounds like he's separating himself from the ministry is what it sounds like. Folks, we're talking with and, Bishop Robert E. Smith. Go ahead, Bishop. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and the scripture says that when the Lord comes, he's going to cut that servant asunder. He's going to cut him in half. Hmm. He's going to have a rude awakening at the return of Christ. Bishop, we're going to take a break. Before we go to the break, I want you to be thinking of this coming back. 
white privilege, white supremacy.、Uh, what is it? Does it exist? And I have submitted that we here in Jackson and other places throughout the country, but here in Jackson, we're living under black supremacy and nothing seems to be working. Everything to be, seems to be getting worse. And people claim that you can't have black supremacy or any other excuse they can come up with to explain the fact that we're not adequately、uh, leading. From the positions that we aspire to have been in through our、uh, desire to be voted into office, et cetera. But just your thoughts on black supremacy, white supremacy, does it exist? Is there such thing as white privilege, et cetera? We're going to take a break. Bishop Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Ministries.com. All right, folks, we're back. Coming to you live from the Mack Hike of Flowwood Studios. Also, I want to remind you it's not too late to get your gift certificate from Two Gun Tactical. TwoGunTactical.com or stop by 667 Casey Lane in Flowood, Mississippi, closer to the Highway 80 in of Flowood Drive and Casey Lane. Stop by today or go online. TwoGunTactical.com. Those gift certificates can include just a certificate to purchase an item or purchase if you want to get a class for someone.、Uh, you can do that for the new year coming up. Or if you want to get、uh, equipment, supplies, you need ammo, or if you need to purchase a weapon, you can do it all at TwoGunTactical. Just go online, twoguntactical.com. Check it out today. All right, folks, with no further ado, we got Bishop Robert E. Smith dispensing the wisdom and words and blessing us with them. We appreciate you so much. Bishop,、uh, so much, I mean, the white man is getting beat down about white privileges and、uh, white supremacy. And I, I submit that we're living under black supremacy here in the city of Jackson, brother. And we are, bro, <laughs> we're in death grip over here. But anyway, what's your thoughts? Well, in Isaiah chapter 40 and 1 Peter chapter 1, it says the same thing. It says,、uh, <laughs> The voice said, Cry. And he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as a flower of the field. And Peter put, bring it out by saying, For all flesh is grass. Is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth and the flower thereof fadeth away. So all flesh is grass. The, the Shemite's flesh, the Hamite's flesh, the Japhonite's flesh, those are the three sons of Noah that. You can identify all of humanity from those three men. So, when it comes to supremacy, this is what Paul says in the book of Acts, chapter 17. He says, <laughs> verse 26 and 27, and have made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and have determined the times before upon it. And the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Here, between what Isaiah and Peter and Paul says, all flesh, white flesh, black flesh, red flesh, yellow flesh, had an opportunity. To have an allotment of time to rule. 
the Hamites ruled first, and they came to an apex under Nimrod, and Nimrod brought the whole world into slavery to build a tower whose top would reach the heaven to make a name for themselves. So when the black man ruled, he forget about God, and he wants to be the king. He wants to be God. And then the Shemites came to power, and they apexed at Solomon. And they had a few good kings after that, but the Shemites had their time, and they won't come back on the scene again until Christ returns and give them a special place as a natural people, which is separate from the church. And then you have your Japhonites, your Anglos, and their time is now. That's why the beatdown is on the whites, because they are ruling, and they're going to bring in the Antichrist. So blacks are the, uh, I would say, the the progenitors of immorality. And the Shemites are the progenitors of fanaticism, like the Jews and Arabs, they'll kill you over what they believe. And then the Japhonites are the progenitors of insincerity. They're professional liars. So all flesh is grass. So as far as supremacy is concerned, God gave all of them an allotment to prove that they're nothing but grass and boundaries for their habitation, which is the, a modern term called apartheid. God came up with that to separate man from man so man could not unify like they did under um, Nimrod to become so powerful that God would not be able to save them because they'd become another source of demons. So there's a lot behind what I'm saying, but um, all this white supremacy, all this black supremacy, all this red man supremacy, all it is is a fading away. All of it is going to come to nothing. So the thing for us to do is get out of this uh, this mindset that the white man is is supreme or the black man is supreme. All of it is is this is what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3. He says, the thing that was gained to me, that is, circumcised the eighth day, stock of Israel, tribe of Benjamin, a Pharisee of Pharisee, um, concerning the law, um, blameless. But those things I count loss for Christ, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus our Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung. You know what dung is? Mm. Do-do. So race, class, culture, all of it at the end of the day is do-do. And the only thing that's worth anything is a new creation. And that's what Paul makes very plain in his writings. He says, circumcision does not profit you, uncircumcision does not profit you, but a new creation. That's the only thing that means anything to God today is a person that's born again and have a revelation of what it means to be a new creation, develop a new vocabulary, a new repertoire of words to articulate and demonstrate and manifest the reality of what it means to be in Christ where Christ is and Christ to be in us where we are so we can think like he thinks, talk like he talks, Walk like he walks. So all all this other stuff is garbage. 
We've got another listener asked the question、uh, about being angry at the destruction of our country.、Uh, is that acceptable? Is it understandable? What is it? I know you spoke on anger earlier on. Well, not being profitable. To be angry is understandable, but be angry and sin not and commune with your heart upon your bed. Yes, when you look around to see what's going on, Uh, especially people who know why God allowed this country to come into existence in the first place. Like every nation, he's the governor. God says he's the governor of the nation. He put up one, take down another. Like Europe or Great Britain was raised up to, to, to fight against Catholicism, to bring in Reformation. The United States was raised up, even though you got a lot of criminals that came along with it, but it was raised up for the one new man. So, it would not be a melting pot, but it would be an expression of what it means to be in Christ and elimination of all those erroneous distinctions of race, class, culture, and et cetera. So, yes, you can be upset because people fought for the freedoms, freedom of speech, Second Amendment rights, all this kind of stuff. People died. I mean, people actually bled on the field. And now, when you turn around and say, well, my great grandfather was in World War I, my grandfather was in World War II,、uh, my daddy was in the Vietnam conflict, and all this kind of thing, and you see what's going on in the world today, you can't be upset. You can't be up. You can be angry. But you've got to go onto your knees and make a difference in the place of your planting. I call it the CMVP, Christ's most valuable player. Brighten the corner where you are. So if the moon is not shining, brighten as a star in the corner where you are. And let people know that there is hope. And as a matter of brother Wade, at the end of the day, there are going to be sheep nations and goat nations. Christ is going to come back. He's going to separate the goats from the sheep. Nations. I believe America is going to be a sheep nation. But it got to go through the great tribulation for purification to be that sheep nation. Israel is going to be the head nation during the thousand year reign of Christ on earth. But Israel is going to go through something that you would not imagine. Christ prophesied it during the great tribulation. The Antichrist is going to sit up in the temple, declare himself to be God, and it's going to be total chaos in Jerusalem. So, in the meantime, yeah. It's enough to be upset about, but we relieve that in prayer on our knees in the Word and become、uh, a minister of the truth and help as many people as you can. We're talking with Bishop Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Ministries.com. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.、Uh, here's the question、uh, Bishop, they want to know what should we be doing to prepare or to endure to survive these end times? Say, say that again.、Uh, what, what do we need to do to, uh, to endure, uh, survive, cope with these end times that we're in? And how do we recognize that we're in fact in them? Or is there a tripwire, something else that we say we're definitely here? Well, until Christ comes, the, the scripture says men ought always to pray and not faint、mm-hmm. or lose heart. Mm-hmm. We have to hook heaven and earth up. And the only way you can hook 
heaven and earth up is through prayer. If we don't know how to pray, uh, find someone who does know how and get with them and learn how to pray. Even the disciples walk with Christ. He says, teach us to pray. In other words, prayer is something that has to be understood, to be taught, and then exercised. Yes, we're going to be here for a period of time where there's going to be a hit on the United States. I believe that. I saw, I saw in the vision that it's going to be a hit, a limited hit. But the adversary who hits, they're coming after the church. So the church has to be found praying. And when the church is praying, then the enemy is dealt with, especially if it's effective praying. Um, Jesus Christ is our example. He knew he had to go to the cross, but before he went to the cross, he showed us how effective prayer really is. He prayed great sweat drops of blood. The angel came from heaven to assist him, and he was in agony. But then when he got up on his feet, he asked the soldiers, bunch of them out there, fully clad in iron, who are you looking for? We're looking for Jesus. He said, I am he. And when he said those words, all the soldiers fell to the ground. His, his speaking was so powerful until they knew that to arrest him, they had to get his permission to do it. Prayer would checkmate the adversary. And there's nothing that can take the place. All right. No, no preaching, teaching, whatever. You got to get on your knees. You got to sweat it out before God, like James. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Effectual means to stretch and strain, exert energy. Fervent means to heat up till you boil over, and you will accomplish a lot. Your home will be impacted. The community will be impacted. The church will be impacted. Uh, and God will do something for this, this nation, too. Folks, we're talking with Bishop Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Ministries. One other question before we get out of here. How can Christ reign for a thousand years and we're going to have climate change? going to destroy the planet. Well, the scripture says when Christ comes, the deserts will blossom. Christ is going to change the very atmosphere and climate. There'll be uh, streams in the desert, the prophet says. So the Mojave Desert, the um, Sierra Desert, all these deserts are going to blossom and have flowers and streams in them because the Son of God is going to be on the planet. And uh, climate change will have no impact whatsoever for a thousand years. Bishop Robert E. Smith, Total Outreach for Christ Ministries, we thank you so much. Uh, those questions, one of them came from your spiritual son in D.C., Kevin, who's listening in also. Brother, we appreciate you. Love you much. Continue doing what you're doing. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in 22 hours. We'll see you on the radio.